You're listening to episode number 300 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Also, get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360 Vegas. And if I might, real quick, kids, I had forgotten all of the goodness that comes along with your $7 per month Patreon subscription until Karen was talking about it with the at Las Vegas Club. Because you and get you get all of that stuff just anyway. You for I, you know you yeah. forget that. Oh wait, it, you know you, everyone yeah. else has to pay for it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so if you don't think that you're getting uh, your money's worth at seven dollars a month, you can go hug yourself because that is <laughs> that is a heck of a deal. Okay, rant over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be a fun one. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen. We'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24 hour a day schedule. The pools, the casino, the big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio, Riviera, the Mirage, Flamingo, Sahara, and the MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? Gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Tony, so remember how we've been talking about I, I discovered my love for three times poker? Yes, yes. Tony. They also have five, and five is better than three. It's more. It's it's clearly more. It's like thirty. It's thirty three percent more. <laughs> you can have thirty three percent more fun in a casino. You just didn't know it was possible. I, I didn't really. For all the shit that we've given casinos and and owners uh, recently, I, I these are the gifts that just they're like going. You know, you've worked really hard today. Why do you have to wait for this one hand to be played? Play five of them. That'll make it better. And it does. Well, for the record, awesome. they've been offering that for a while. You just now discovered it. That's that's not the world that I can live in right now. Hey, wait, don't you. Sometimes. Yeah. No, no, no. That's don't you shatter this illusion. No, I, I like it because it's it's, you know, there was a lot of concern expressed by people about, well, if you move to Vegas, does that take some of the magic and the mystery out of it and some of the fun? Mm. You keep nope. discovering new things. So, number one, no, it doesn't. But then, number two, you keep discovering new things about Vegas which and gambling, which I think will help to keep you interested. Because we know that with your ADD, you gotta, we got to work sometimes to keep you engaged. So, so Mark, i got a question for you, buddy. When you play either three play or five play video poker at what setting do you place the deal speed at do you like the slower so you can watch the hands play before you or do you hit you know the max speed where they just you know boom 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 they just show you exactly what you're getting and it, and it, and it shows up it lights up whether you got trips or quads or two pair how, how do you enjoy the speed of the game itself 
Uh, I'm still, I'm still, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm still trying to find my rhythm with it because you've seen me play before. Mine's always, uh, so to me, the biggest game, the the biggest appeal of video poker is it's a game with my mind. It's how fast can I play this the best way possible? Whatever happens after I hit the button, I can't control it. That just happens. So to me, that's why I get dialed in and I, I know exactly what I'm doing. You see my hands moving all over the place and that's that's part of the fun for me yeah i i i tony will slow, uh, put it down on the slowest speed setting possible mm-hmm. but i think the other part of it that's a big factor is how loud the machine is oh, oh i love it yeah it's got to be loud i've literally well, because got- if, it, if you're doing five hands or ten hands you're waiting to hear that ding on each hand right. as it comes up so if that's loud right you know you, it, you could probably go faster because you don't have to pay attention as much i like the slow setting so i can try to see the cards as they're coming going all right oh. what did i get what did i get well and that's what i was saying I'm, I'm adapting because i think i accidentally yeah so in this this iphone game um where you can practice perfect math uh, i was messing around with it and it, it just by default was at a slower speed and it didn't occur to me until i'd gone through like 20 or 30 hands and I'm like oh that's what's different about it it's it's doing a little reveal and I'm like well this is kind of fun I don't I don't mind this because <laughs> it, it, it's I know it's it's not the same in reality at least I don't I, I don't think it is once it once you I think once you get up to the higher amounts maybe I don't, I don't know I don't know I might be misremembering it anyway they don't at least in this game they don't all individually flip over like you'll watch like the bottom ones flip and then like the top or I might be misremembering that too. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, but well, anyway, that's okay. where we're at. Okay. <laughs> that's okay. What's awesome about it, though, is at least from the way it's, I'm understanding it, Karen, it sounds like you and I play at the same speed together, and Mark and my wife play at the same speed. <laughs> my, my, I always say to my wife, you know, you can move that down from like the third speed arrow right. down to the first speed right. arrow, and she'll turn to me and say, don't micromanage how I play my video. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, she, I immediately has, check myself. She has a valid point. Well, you know, I, don't, I, don't I've critique been criticized. Uh, Rob uh, teased me when he was down here a couple <laughs> weeks ago, so because fun. Rob likes to contemplate and the enjoy hands. the moment, like, well, this could be this, or it could be that. You so, know, and, so whenever Rob was going for a four of a kind. He would, you know, he'd hold the three, and then he'd like, all right, guys, stop, guys, talk, guys, yeah, guys, look what I have. This, all right, yeah. this look is what I need. Here. Let's make sure we get this. And he'd, and if you didn't pay attention, his feelings were hurt. Yeah, yeah. Or if you didn't tell him that you were going for a hand, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, because he, he, well, he caught it, and he's like, uh, I can't remember what it was. I think it was a, a four of a kind or something, and you know, I went through it, and I. Did my thing. I don't, I don't know. what It, what, it wouldn't have been four of a kind because I'd have taken a picture. So whatever it was, it was pretty fucking cool that I nailed it, but wasn't picture worthy. So he ends up <laughs> catching it, and he's like, oh, what, what are you doing? Or maybe it was one of those ones that I was like one card away from a royal flush. Or yeah. Whatever it was, it was something in my head going, well, odds are I'm not going to get this. You know, so I'm just, this is the best way I play the hand. And it got close and didn't hit it. And he goes, oh, no, you no. You gotta, you gotta take time to savor that, and I'm like, I did. I picked the right cards. I hit, boom, savor. Oh, and he also wants to debate. So like when you get some of yes, those, yes, those crap hands where it's like, okay, do I either, like, let's say you had three cards for a straight flush, and you had a low pair, and he doesn't, he, and he doesn't take like, it's just, it's math. You gotta follow the perfect, perfect. Yeah, I know that's what it says, but hear, hear, hear me out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
And the problem is, so is, is I'm such a slave to the math. That's the thing that calms me. That I'm oh, like, sure. God damn it, stop interjecting fucking <laughs> ideas because now you're fucking with me. <laughs> uh, and we are talking about Sky on the Rocks for anybody yes. on Twitter. Yes. But yeah, no, it's it was so much fun yeah. sitting at a bank, you know, even with four of us. Because Kathy is the complete opposite. She does she plays like Mark does. Yeah. And was just like, yeah, whatever. And she's throwing hands away and, you know, Rob at one point would call over and say, honey, I'm going for a four of a kind with this. And she's like, okay. He's like, your, your lack of support is really disturbing. <laughs> Which I think is awesome hanging out with them because I'm like, fucking yes, man. I love seeing couples that work. I love it. Absolutely. I'll tell you, I got to blame him. He is the reason, much to my wife's perhaps aggressive um, disappointment, that <laughs> I now collect all of the, I shouldn't say oh, collect, yeah. but what I like to do is I like to go up to the bars at the different casinos and grab a nice, healthy <laughs> stack of cocktail napkins. Yep. Oh, he so does that. that. He, he does the cocktail napkins. He does the stirs. He does the um, the plastic cups with the logos on them. He, it's he, awesome. His collection he, is yeah. awesome. Well, and it must be nice to have a supportive wife will do that for you. <laughs> Oh, I, I cursed him for forever because I think, were we hanging out at the Flamingo? And all of a sudden he, he wandered over with a stack Huge of like stack 10 of plastic yeah. cups and handed them to yes. Mark. And I'm like, how the fuck am I supposed to get these home without squishing them? You realize you just made this my problem. <laughs> and Mark, like I, so Mark brought them home and I told him, I'm like, I am not washing those. I wash all the other glassware and dishes and stuff in the house. I'm not washing fucking plastic cups from Flamingo. So Mark always had to wash them out. She, she washed them. <laughs> she, she washed them at no, some I didn't. point. Because <laughs> you just left awesome. them stacked on the counter. That is, that's probably <laughs> accurate. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, kids, uh, tonight's podcast is generously sponsored by our dear friend, Andrew Corrington, who got me a uh, Maker's Mark private select bottle of bourbon from Ooh. both uh, Bill and Rob Samuels. I've got their signature on this bottle, which I'm enjoying right now. But it's also a 55.2% alcohol by volume, also known as 110 proof. So, so we might need to get going. Right. <laughs> before this. thing about jumping in. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start the show. He's Mark. She's Karen. I'm Tony. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. The New York, New York skyline is a collage of 12 New York skyscrapers, approximately one-third the size of the originals, with a 150-foot-tall Statue of Liberty. Got that from the book Super Casino. Have you guys had an opportunity yet to uh, to have stayed at New York, New York? Once, yeah. Yeah, we did once. For, I mean, what, for like four or five days. Would, first of all, let me ask, what did you think of it? And what was, when you looked out the window, what did you guys get to see? What, did you guys oh, get we got to see, see the... Wasn't it through the roller coaster? I always mix I, it up. We have somebody who won Twit Pick of the Week that had these, these, this picture in my head that they were behind. I don't think it was us. So no, no. <laughs> here's what's it. funny, Tony. I honestly do not remember what the room looked like I don't. at all. I don't, I don't remember it. I, I don't. I mean, I, I remember I'm was sure it was difficult to get to the, the hotel. I just don't. Or to the uh, elevators. Yeah. But I don't. I literally don't remember anything it's, about staying It's there. such a weird thing that, and and the reason I clarified that we were there for four days is because it's such a weird thing to be somewhere that long and then have it be so unmemorable that you don't have a good or a bad opinion of it, yeah. and you kind of want to go back again because you're like, I feel like I haven't <laughs> stayed there yet. Right. It's really weird. Yeah. 
we got the opportunity. We stayed there during one of the Vegas vacations yeah, where that, it was. That was down. the same time we did because remember we were all standing in the check-in line together or check-out line. Oh one of the my two. god! Yeah, that's maybe right. that experience. Right. I wanted to be more magical, and I was disappointed. <laughs> and I'm like, we're staying in the same building. We should just hang yeah, out. Yeah, the together. one of the few times when Tony actually stays where he says he's going to. Okay. Right. Oh, oh, burn, burn that's on harsh. you! That's burn harsh. on you! But true. Oh, but true. <laughs> It's it's hurtful because it's true. <laughs> Let's move into the twit pick of the week. Speaking of places that I say I'm going to stay at and then don't. <laughs> See, it's all coming together. It's fascinating to me that at Cosmopolitan underscore LV does more with 4.4 acres of land than city center is able to do with 19 times that real estate. Don't get me wrong. The city center campus is attractive. It's just who really wants to vacation in an office park on the Strip? I know that sounds like a knock, but it isn't intended to be in this case. It's more a testament to how special the minds are who think up such concepts as these. As critical as I can be towards some of the decisions made by people running the casinos I love, I always try to keep in mind before voicing that opinion, especially a negative opinion, is could I do any better? And the answer is usually no. Then again, that's not my job. I've never claimed to know how to build a better resort. I make a point to stay in my lane and share insight I feel I can offer educated commentary on. Speaking of, let me give you a little insight into what's going on today in Vegas. Vegas has historically been recession-proof, or at least virtually. After feeling the impact of the Great Recession, everything, including long-standing established protocol, is under scrutiny by industry leadership. History shows us that Vegas may be the first company to follow the software development philosophy known as Agile, a practice that gives businesses the ability to try out new concepts while still giving them the freedom to pivot from the original plan when market feedback does not respond favorably. Today, we are at that juncture. Just like the patience one needs to exhibit when telling a child not to do something for the millionth time, now is the time to stay resolute because the hardest thing for a company to explain to shareholders is eliminating a source of revenue for the betterment of the company. Keep complaining about resort fees, paid parking, and CNF charges. Reward companies like Wynn and TI who are beginning to eliminate such fees with your patronage. Support them for pioneering the change back to a Vegas that can be experienced by all income demographics. I get ranty. Yeah. I was I was inspired. <laughs> you know, you know what it, this is what it's like in my mind. I was inspired by the gorgeousness of Cosmopolitan, and it made me think about Cosmopolitan. And as if I'm walking through it, and I look over, I've never seen that alleyway over there. Let's just take a look in that. What's going? Oh, I don't like what I'm seeing here. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. I just I just I, I veered off, and it got dark. I think one of the the most powerful sentences that you have as a part of this particular twit pick of the week is your line here to say, now is the time to stay resolute because the hardest thing for a company to explain to shareholders is eliminating a source of revenue for the betterment of the company. Mm -hmm. And I can't think of any better way to help illustrate some of the things that are occurring now, fortunately, because the people like you and I are saying, you know, enough's enough and, and we're quasi revolting. Right. Without, you know, sounding too... Exactly. We're exercising one of the few powers we have, our disposable income. 
Well, as always, we will link to the photo on our blog. We'll feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, as well as the enhanced version of the show, which Patreon subscribers should be seeing right now. Let's get into the news. kind of interesting to me there's a four dx movies being revealed at red rock have you looked at, at this week's uh, show notes karen before we started i just did i have been in. so excited to tell you the story and i kept shutting up thinking you were probably going to find it yourself or something like this so i'm super excited because now i'm literally getting to tell you what i want to tell you all week but i'm going to read it because i wrote it more eloquently <laughs> As movie theaters attempt to be a little more proactive than Blockbuster was in adapting to an on-demand world, a new concept has been introduced at Red Rock last Friday. It's called 4DX, and as many of you have guessed by the title of this story, it's a motion simulator chair synced with a film. Oh, fuck no. No. <laughs> nope. Nope. Mm-mm. Not only does the seat react to the action being shown in the film, it also simulates wind, fog, and yes, even rain. Thankfully, common sense prevailed with this feature as the option to turn off the water is available. Now, Avengers Endgame is the film showing off the new theater's abilities. It's also a great film to showcase the potential flaws of such a concept. First, even those who enjoy motion simulator rise haven't been subjected to one for three hours. Second, a seat that moves in the dark is kind of the exact thing you don't want if you like to enjoy snacks while you're watching your film. <laughs> and lastly, a warning to all teenagers selecting a film to make out with their significant other in, you might want to skip this experience. <laughs> Tickets to films in the 4DX theater will run you $25 for 2D movies. 3D movies will run you $33. No. I'm not, no. <laughs> I knew. This, the, the second the, the concept hit me, I'm like, I feel like I have to go try this so I can say you, I've done it. You can go right ahead. I'm really kind of concerned about being in something like that for three Like, I don't mind them. Like, I'm like, Karen's definitely out. That's oh, really yeah. number two. Karen's definitely. Actually, that's really oh, number one. There's no way I'd survive yeah, like, Number one hours. is Karen's not doing I'd it. I'd throw up ten minutes into yeah. it. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> I knew it concerned me, and then I was like, I probably have to go, but fuck, man, I don't think I'm going for Avengers. We're going to go for like an hour and a half movie or something. Yeah, three hours seems like a long time to be in a motion set. I mean, granted, most of the, not all of the movie, the chair's going to be rocking and rolling. When there, people are just standing around having conversations, you're just going to be sitting there. It's not until you get into some kind of a flight scene or something, I would guess, that it would start moving. But I just, ugh. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's interesting, but yeah, it's... Like I think about all the all the snacks that you get when you go to those things. Like a lot of times you get like these little, they got like popcorn laying out over here, and you're like, I just, the t- chair, I could just see the chair jerking <laughs> once, and all my shit's gone. Like popcorn goes it. all over everybody. <laughs> like you're not paying attention. The movie starts, and it comes like a zoom where it comes, you know, from behind to the front. You get zapped in the back. You fucking spill your nachos. Like the movie just started. What the fuck? You gotta get the fo- all the food eaten in the previews. <laughs> they better have free refills on this popcorn. <laughs> I appreciate this. I don't. I don't. Um, I don't know if it'll work, but I, I applaud them for giving this thing a shot. I mean, it's this isn't the first place it's been. It's been in like I think it started in South Korea or something like that. Right. And 
It's in San Francisco. I mean, it's in places. They're 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 doing their thing, but well, and you know the the 4D experience. Like I just always go to the Muppet um, yeah. ride yeah. or attraction at uh, Hollywood Studios now. I guess is what it's called. You yeah. know where they've got the the smells and the 3D stuff coming at you and everything. So I mean, I I get that part of it. It's the motion chair that uh, makes me say no. Yeah. Next up. Ruffin wants a piece of Caesars. You, 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 <laughs> you, you have no thoughts on a, I know, on, I on a movie surprised. that throws you around. You're like, I don't really care about this. Well, I mean, I no, not really, because I almost never go see movies anyway. I can count on one hand the number of movies I've seen in the theater in the last decade. <laughs> um, in this day and age, though, with between on demand and Redbox, right. yeah. I can stay in my pajamas with, you know, no pants on and watch TV. And I, I'm with you. I, I'm concerned to see where that industry ends up because I, we, well, when you think about the giant TVs that we can all get for pretty fucking reasonable prices, considering you get these surround sound systems, you get the comfort of your home. Oh, and you can fucking pause. You're like, you can do this on your schedule. And the only, to be fair, since we moved to Memphis, so we were spoiled living in Chicago. Memphis had... An IMAX, it was our go-to 3D, thing. you know, big, big old screen, comfy chairs, and they also had like the, um, the movie, bar lounges with the recliners yeah, yeah. and food that they'll deliver, and so we got used to that. And we moved to Memphis; they didn't have any of those, so we just kind of got to the point where, again, we got a big ass TV with a great surround system. It's like, well, we'll just wait till it either comes out on demand or what. And buying it on demand was cheaper than what you pay to go to a movie theater anyway. Yep, you just had to mm-hmm. wait a little while. Yep. So I think the only movie we saw in a theater in like five years was um, Star Wars. Was it Episode Seven? I think we were in Orlando. Whatever. Oh, that's right. And we that's went right. to go see it in Orlando. That's right. I completely forgot about that. And Mark was uh, so with Endgame, Avengers Endgame coming out. Um, Mark wanted to go see Captain Marvel first because we haven't seen that yet. Although and I've just, been told that we don't we don't need to. I didn't think we did, but. I'm even. It's her, I'll be honest. It's the like backstory thought, of the character, it's kind of like that. Like seeing her in Endgame yeah. would be like, oh look, she, it's her second appearance already. Like, oh, now I get to actually see her personality. But the thought of having to sit for three hours in a movie theater yeah. in one chair, you can't press pause. If I got to pee, I'm gonna miss something. Yeah. You know, it just like three hours to be confined to a space to me is just not fun. I would much rather wait. And watch it in the comfort of our own home. Yeah. Because that's just me. But, 100%. So, yeah. All right, so now we'll talk about Ruffin and wanting a piece. <laughs> <laughs> As the icon-led initiative to sell off assets at Caesars Entertainment continues, former New Frontier and current Treasure Island owner Phil Ruffin made it public that he is very interested in purchasing Caesars Entertainment properties. To be specific, one of their strip properties that can generate annual cash flow of 200 to $300 million. Not only does he have a billion dollars burning hole in his pocket, since T.I. and Ruffin are debt-free, he should have no problem borrowing four times that. Which is good, because analysts predict that any of the properties that he wants could sell for as much as ten times their cash flow, setting a minimum price tag at $2 billion. The real setback to buying an individual property versus the entire Caesars portfolio is the Players Club. Odds are access to the total rewards player's information would not be included in a single asset purchase. Arguable that the total rewards player's club is the most valuable asset in the entire Caesars Entertainment. Don't you mean the Caitlin. Caesars rewards? 
I refuse to call. Okay, just checking. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I really do. It annoys the shit. The best right part now. is, I didn't even catch it. I was like, what does she mean? The Caesar's rule. Oh, that's its yep, new name. Yep, that's a new name. That's the yeah, only thing no. that fucking CEO did was that fucking stupid thing. It's called Caesar's reward. And then, and then what happened? It's such a bad idea. It was this fucking bad that Icon's like, oh, I'm going to buy this fucker up. Do you see what they just did? They changed total <laughs> rewards to Caesar's rewards. Buy, fucker, go. Just buy. <laughs> so it's on you. I don't even remember his name. That's how unfucking memorable. I don't remember the CEO's name. Dick. <laughs> For, former CEO. <laughs> former CEO. Or, or I think he's on his way out. Or we just got, I don't want to, I don't care. Despite Ruffin's public declaration, Caesar's leadership would not comment. I'll, I'll get started. I, I don't. <laughs> Well, because you didn't think I had anything to say about the movies, which let's be oh. honest, I didn't. Oh, well, that's fair. That'll be I our don't. that'll be our secret that'll be our secret code going forward. I'll start first. Oh, Tony's got something to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. If you don't hear me, jump right in. Right, like Tony's got nothing. So I'm just <laughs> listen. I don't know what you sell off as a part of the Caesar's Entertainment that outside of you know real in Las Vegas that does you any good because right now as far as I'm concerned Caesars would I, I would think would want to keep what it's got to be able to compete adequately against MGM mm -hmm. it's no surprise you know everybody says that in theory the west side of the strip is owned by MGM and the east side of the strip is owned by Caesars mm -hmm. so if you start selling off you know, hypothetically, Harris and or Link and or Bally's, Planet Hollywood, Paris, whatever it is. Yeah. All of a sudden now you're not you're not a one for one trying to hold your own against MGM. Now you're maybe a one to one half, right. meaning one being MGM and one half being what's left of Caesars Entertainment after they sell off some of their properties. I, I, unless they think that they can be more uh streamlined financially no. or they can target players better with a smaller amount of hotel rooms that they need to keep filled every night and butts in seats at the blackjack table in slot machines i i don't know why they would necessarily want to try to dilute themselves against what would ultimately become the behemoth which is mgm and at in that city so tony i think you're you're forgetting one key factor in all of this is forget nothing, Karen. Oh, no. I just oh, you, you I are. Just, I yeah. discount it. It's so, irrelevant. So you're forgetting the fact that Carl Icahn is driving the sale and he doesn't give a fuck mm. what happens to any of the properties, let alone whoever buys them. And if it benefits him to piecemeal it off property by property, that's what he's going to do. He doesn't give a shit about... Yeah, or, or what happens to the market after No, that. he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't give a he fuck. He absolutely doesn't care. Yeah. So, to your point, if you were thinking of, no, Caesars wants to come out of this, they still want to be Caesars, they still want to have a large presence in Las Vegas, maybe sell some of the other assets in, in the other markets, that's not... That's not what this sale is. This is Icon doing what he does, coming in and selling off the assets piece by piece to maximize the value so he can walk away with the money with, with the other shareholders. So that's the part that you were forgetting. And you're very logical. I mean, I agree with what you were saying. I just think you're forgetting why this whole thing is up for sale now anyway. Yeah. And that's fair. It's the difference between do you want to sell the vehicle piece by piece or do you want to be able to 
ride that vehicle out for another 100,000 miles. Right. And if you can get more money out of it piece by piece, you're right. In the here and now, it's, it's more valuable. But he's, I, I say only in air quotes, but he's only got like, what, 30% of the stock? That still means there's 70% of stockholders out there that could in theory, put the kibosh on his goals, don't you think? He's the majority, he's the largest uh, shareholder at this point. He's done stuff like this before, and all you need, because you got to remember, a lot of the shareholders, there are going to be some of the longtime folks that have had stock in Caesars forever and, you know, really believe it and love the company and the employees that still want to be there. But for the most part, people that own stock in a company, they own it to make money. And if they can make a huge profit by spinning and selling off and divesting, then that's what they'll be 100% behind. You know, just the fact, because I've seen this happen at the company that I used to work for, um, when an activist investor like Icon comes in and they try to do exactly what he's doing. They're trying to, you know, create value for themselves. They're viewing it very short term. If you don't stop them before they get started... Like if they could have, if the board of directors would have held firm and told, you know, Icon after he bought the stock that, you know, no, fuck you. I don't care what you think. We're not giving you seats on the board. We're not giving you approval rights over the CEO. You're insane. If they could have held strong then, then it, it yeah, they could have had a chance to stop him from doing anything else. But as soon as they let him in, he's driving all this yeah, now. It's over. And I don't think there's anything that any of the, I mean, you'd have to have every other stockholder on board with no we have to protect caesar's the company and they're not going to do that right I, well and that's that's what i was going to say is it's taken kind of the fun out of it because i like to think of everything logically and i'm doing the same thing tony's doing like mm-hmm. well let's see what would be the best thing for it and but it's, it's logically for keeping the vegas company and right right because, because we don't right. want it's almost like your mind doesn't want to believe like no 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 it's just straight up raw dog raping and getting the fuck out that's, you do not care what happens to this. It doesn't yeah. matter what happens to the company you just bought. It doesn't matter to the market around there. It doesn't matter to the people. It doesn't matter to anything. It matters, did I make money on this? Cool, I'm out. Yeah. So Caesar stock, as of closing today on May 10th, is $9.25 oh a share. Oh, my God. Do you think that Caesars is going to only go down, so you should have owned stock prior to it being valued at $9? Or do you think now is the time to jump in because of what Icon's about to do? It's going to shoot up. It might spike. Let's just make it up, you know, $10 a share. You sell it at, you know, the $10 a share that you've more than what it's worth when you bought it. Right. And then get out? Or, or I mean, what, what do you think is the, what do you think is, let's just say, the, the 12-month and then the 36-month projection on something like what Carl Icahn's looking to do? So I think that depends on what ends up happening. So if they, so you think about um, when one company offers to buy another. So let's say they can't find one company like the Australian dude, whatever, Packard, um, that can come in and buy the whole thing. They will negotiate a price that will, at the end of the day, equate to, you know, X amount per share per stock. So if you've got one buyer coming in, it's going to depend on whether that offer is a, a high, you know, is it lower than what the current stock price is or if it comes into being higher, you'll, you'll see a jump in the stock price because people will start trying to buy it as long as it doesn't hit the threshold of what the offer is, if that makes sense. But if they start sure. piecemealing it out, um, that I think you'd, you'd probably see it decline. I don't think it would it would jump up after that. But I, I don't, I, I haven't seen too many 
I'll be honest, I'm not 100% familiar with if somebody is, you know, piecemealing a company out like that, what's going to happen. I've seen them that, you know, come in and buy the whole company piece and how that works. But, yeah, the piecemealing it out, I'm not as familiar with. And from my understanding, there's usually, usually actually, I'm not even going to say that because that's, that's conjecture. And I hate the guy, but I don't want to throw fucking allegations to bullshit. So, yeah. Sure. All right. How about MGM takes over for Hakkasan? It was announced this week that MGM Resorts will take over the daily operations of the multiple restaurants and lounges run by Hakkasan. They include Stack at Mirage, Fix, Yellowtail, and Lily Lounge at Bellagio, and Alibi Ultra Lounge and Herringbone at Aria. Hakkasan will continue to operate the nightclub and day club at the Mirage, Aria, and MGM Grand. The move is said to be a strategic decision by the Hakkasan Group so they can focus on development of future lounge and dining concepts around the world. The transition is expected to be completed by the end of the month. It's, it's funny, so I don't remember their name at this point, but I remembered that they used to be run by a different group, and then that group got, like I think it was like the One Group or something. Uh, yeah, they used to run all those, and then they got absorbed. And then it until I saw this story, like as I'm reading, I'm going, "Oh, they're getting rid of all the properties that they absorbed. That's weird." <laughs> <laughs> well, because Hakkasan does have, you know, clubs, restaurants, properties all over the world. They're not just a Las Vegas base, although their headquarters are here. Right. Well, and that's who they who they absorbed too. Right. Uh, was also was also based here. No. But yeah, they are a global brand. They but. When they came to Vegas for MGM, they they relocated their headquarters or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next up, Arcade City is planned for the Fashion Show Mall. Eater Vegas shared this week that Arcade City, aka Dave and Buster's, aka GameWorks, is coming to the Fashion Show Mall. In addition to video games, amenities include a bar as well as a full-service restaurant, also just like Dave and Buster's and GameWorks. Lastly, they will feature a 7D dark ride, a motion simulator that, based on the description, can best be described as the opportunity for people to touch riders in an attempt to scare them. No word exactly when the arcade will open or what space it will occupy at the Fashion Show Mall. However, speculation is that it will take over the space formerly home to Kona Grill, which has got a lot of visibility. That's right up front. So... I don't. I, the seventy thing is fucking stupid. I don't. I don't understand. Maybe they're like, oh my god, we'll strap people's hands down, and now we can finally touch them. Like, I don't know. I feel. I feel. I feel, okay, I feel like. Yes, please. I feel like like when this experience is to- over, I'll be sending something out via social media with the hashtag Me Too on it. <laughs> Hey, as long as I get to pick the movie to which they're touching me, it's a whole lot better to put in Debbie Does Dallas in Jurassic Park. Yeah, and game works cool. Good oh. for them. Hooray. Yeah, I, I don't I don't have much to say on this. I, I nope. I've never been to a Dave and Buster's in my life. And Oh and god, they used to be a positive like a, a common thing for like work outings and all of that kind of stuff, and it's just like okay, I'm not Well because it's an adult like, you know, showbiz pizza or Chuck E. Cheese, right? Pretty much, it's, yeah. It's oh, but arcade it's, games with beer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but there's also all the kid arcade games and you'll have a crab load of kids running around always begging you for more more money on their cards so they can well, swipe in more games. Well, how much Sorry. do they want more money on their cards? Well, <laughs> well, it sounds like we're open for a negotiation, young man. <laughs> right, yeah. You would like payment, I would like a service. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Let's 
teach you about how enterprise works. <laughs> oh, all right. This experience will be good for both of us. <laughs> well, one of one of you more than the other, but right. well, you you will learn a lot of things about <laughs> life. And you real quick find out the girls who have daddy issues. Oh, good lord. All right. So, let's talk about look at Stratosphere. Unveiled last month, but only brought to our attention recently, Stratosphere has a new statue on display in front of the property. It's called Look, and is comprised of essentially three giant stick figures, varying in height, looking up at the Stratosphere pod. While not disclosed in any of the articles referenced, or referred to, refer, re- referenced? Reference. Yeah, I guess that'd be right. The statue, <laughs> the statues appear to be in excess of 10 to 15 feet tall. It's cute, but it's one of those things that I'm like, so you guys are trying to draw people to you, right? Like, I, I feel like that money could have been put somewhere else, maybe better. I don't, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe it's one of those big enough things you're like, the fuck is that? And just pulls you right to it. Oh, it does say it's by a local artist. Watch it be that. Watch, watch it be watch it be one of those things like like whenever we go to Cosmopolitan and you see the window and you just drift towards it or whenever you know like any like so many views in Vegas where you're like uh, go to the light you know kind of a situation <laughs> <laughs> watch it'll be that the first time I see it like look at them it's majestic like they're looking into the heavens <laughs> like who are you <laughs> well and it, the the article the very short article does say it's it's a gesture that many Las Vegas visitors make when they first walk down Las Vegas Boulevard is they just sort of put their hands on their hips and tilt their head back and look up. Which, okay. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Not once, never have I ever put my hands up on my hips <laughs> to, to look at something. Uh, by the way, while I'm thinking about it, I would like to put in a request for an... Uh, uh, hmm... That would have been great if I wouldn't have screwed it up. Is it called 360 FHE? Yeah. First-hand experience? Yeah. Yes. I'd like to put in a 360 FHE for the new shaving barbery thing that's going on at Cosmopolitan. Yeah. Where they took out the, the bar to put it in for a, a guy's experience. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, just, that's all. That's all I oh, 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 well, oh, you, you want know, me to if, go check it if out. If only, yeah. you know, you weren't going to be here in two weeks and could go check it out yourself. But okay. <gasps> ooh, ooh. Ooh, could I do my own FHE? Is that allowed? Yeah, of course. Or do I have to live in the city to no, be able to do an FHE? No, it's first-hand experience. You're here. It's first-hand. Yeah. My segments will just Duly. be more frequent than, than others. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move into prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, the RJ is reporting that those attending a drive-in movie at Cosmopolitan's Boulevard pool this particular summer, they're going to get free popcorn and soda by presenting their parking ticket. The 2019 season of drive-in movies starts this coming Monday, May 13th. Dive-in. Those would be dive-in, dive-in movies, movies, Tony. You said drive what, oh, both said times. Drive. Yeah. Hey, listen, you can drive your car into the pool. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Some will frown on it. Before. Just be forewarned. <laughs> this will not be a popular move on your behalf. <laughs> Las Vegas Monorail announced this week that the proposed budget to extend the track to Mandalay Bay and build a drop-off station at the Sands Expo Center has increased to $172 million, a $62 million increase from the original estimate. 
Considering conventions happen more frequently than sporting events, it's logical to understand why they are continuing to pursue this expansion instead of one that would take people to the Las Vegas Raiders Stadium. Madonna is bringing the equivalent of watching your grandmother finger herself to Vegas (laughs) (laughs) this fall. Specifically to a renovated Coliseum at Caesars Palace. Just in time for her to mess it all up. (laughs) While the residency was confirmed by the property, show dates and ticket prices have not been released. And and see, I did scan the notes beforehand very quickly and when I got down to prop bets and I saw that I'm like, oh please tell me I'm not reading that one. That I don't want to read. You know how you accuse me all the time? That one I did move, so it landed on me because okay. I, I wrote it, Thank you. and then I thought of you because it was the second one, and I thought of you, and I'm like, she's gonna give me shit if I don't fucking move it. <laughs> like, oh, you do this intentional, and I'm like, I just, I'm just moving it to me. I'm moving it to me. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> now I regret it. <laughs> you need to set her up like that. Yeah, Come on now. that would have been great. Love it. McCarran Airport announced the opening of Club LAS. And for those of you who are woefully behind, LAS is the airport letters for Las Vegas. A 7,000 square foot lounge in the D concourse near gate 33 with a view of the strip as well as a buffet was recently opened. Now access to Club LAS will run you $40 per day it's open from 5 a.m. to 12.30 a.m. at night. And I do believe, if I remember correctly, if you have priority pass access, you get in for free and you can get priority pass access from a fair number of credit cards, uh, best of which is, my understanding, the American Express Platinum credit card. I don't get it. The, the only thing I could figure is if it's almost like um, a... If it's got a buffet, like an all-you-can-eat-and-drink kind of thing, where who would want that? You're you're next to some of the best ones in the world. It depends on well, what what airport you're in, and not necessarily. You want to know who this is really catered to? Right. Hand of God, you want to know who this is catered to? Karen. And let me tell you why. <laughs> because no, 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 hear me out, hear me out. So Karen recently made a trip to Michigan, and I remember her posting to Facebook something along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing. You forget how long you have to wait for an airplane or something along those lines. You, Karen, you, you posted to Facebook and you, you left me with the impression that you were tired of you were already tired of waiting to board the plane and, and fly out, right? Oh yeah. So for forty for the low price of forty bucks or free if you've got a priority pass membership, you can get into this place. You're hanging. You're you're not hanging out with riffraff. All right. You're in a place that's a little more spacious. It's a little more upscale. You're getting, you know, some food and drink probably for free. And for 40 bucks, you can probably drink your your fair share worth of alcohol, whatever the buffet may offer as well. But again, I think this is for people that are departing out of McCarran. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, not necessarily well, I did, for I did, people. I didn't that, think it was for the arriving. I'm just like, who well, the hell is okay. like, oh, I just want to I want to hit the buffet. But I so if you and you've never been in like an airline priority lounge. No, thing no, before. okay, but no. Before you say that, I before I forget, um, you know that thing that that Jason always says about you sometimes when you talk about the silver spoon. Yeah. That's that's the first time I've heard it. I'm like that. Vo- oh, I know that. Vo- I, I know that, Tony. I know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Just occurred to me at this moment. All right, sorry. Back to you. <laughs> 
No, I I got I, I was it. I was I able it. to get. I mean, access. I hate you. I hate you and Gilligan so much right now, but that's awesome. And and I guarantee you, like tomorrow, Sunday, Monday, I'm gonna get a text message from Gilligan going, "Yup, well, other people see it too." Yeah, we we've talked enough about this one. Just move on. Okay. Level, a low-cost European airline, announced it will begin offering two nonstop flights with service from Paris to Vegas this fall. Ticket prices start at $99 one way. Fucking from Paris? Yeah. That's fucking nice, man. Yeah. I remember we couldn't get that in fucking Memphis. Although... It's a low-cost airline, right. which probably means to so think about Spirit. Like, oh, right. oh, I didn't think about Spirit. Yeah, I, I, I think mean, about Spirit thing. charging for bags. I always, th- I always think Southwest, and I'm like, 99 is fucking and, and great. Flying nonstop from Paris to Vegas, you are guaranteed <laughs> to need something to drink because I would think that's got to be. Yeah, that's I, I don't I, I don't, don't know, know how flight. overseas visitors don't go first class or business class. What I because I, I, I it's ridiculously no fucking expensive. But that's what I mean. That's I, I just wouldn't travel. I'm like, oh, and I can't I can't hang out with these people not not for this long <laughs> i yeah it's i don't know how they do it either in coach but um i would imagine like the whole plane is going to be coached and if it's low cost you probably they nickel and dime you for everything once you're trapped in this hollow tube you know jet uh flying at ridiculous speeds over the atlantic with no option to go any place until you land i can so, almost i can almost hear the ting of our silver spoons collectively smacking <laughs> into each other no <laughs> I, I view that as making a personal choice. If I have the ability to not fly a low-cost airline, I will not fly a low-cost airline. <laughs> Upgrades to the Fremont Street Experience canopy have begun. Construction crews have broken the project into eight different 200-foot sections. The project is expanded to take expanded expected to take six months to complete. Once complete, the images will be seven times brighter and four times the resolution. Have four times the resolution. I know how bright the Fremont Street experience is currently. I thought about that. Nine times brighter. It's it's just going to burn my corneas. Which you probably then could see it. Like, they might be able to start the shows earlier in the day because you can probably see it in the daylight. You you beat me to it. That's that's the exact reason for it is so they can do it all day. And then if it gets too bright at night, the same thing they do with with the neon, they can turn it down. Well, so that if it's on a dimmer switch, that would be a good thing. Yeah, I mean, they could. okay. So a dimmer switch at night would be good because to Tony's point, right? <laughs> right dimmer now, switch. It's hey. Oh my god, I love it. That's awesome. It's a it's a ten million dollar endeavor, and they're like, well, we've got this eighty nine cent. <laughs> just but you gotta have I the know, right balls. I know. I like you the, gotta have the right I, balls. I, I, love, to do I that. love the idea that they're sitting here talking, like going, oh, yeah, no, I know I can do all those things, but I mean. We just got this one dial that we can slide up and down. Can you just make it work with that? Like, no, it already does that within within the program. Like, but I mean, can you make it work with this little switch? <laughs> I've, I've got it right here. I've already paid for it. I don't need the upcharge of what you guys charged me for it. I, just, I went to Home Depot and picked up the parts. I just need you to install it. I got. I got to be honest with you. This is kind of a deal breaker. I'm gonna. <laughs> Are, are you licensed? I'm going to need to check your license for the Department of Licensing and Regulatory Affairs, please. Originally planned to open in the summer of 2019, Vital Vegas is reporting that Kind Heaven, the Jane's Addiction frontman Perry Farrell Farrell attraction, planned for... Damn it, dude. I need you to put in, like, commas and periods in these notes, please. <laughs> there is the, one after Kind Heaven. Yeah, you should have taken a deep breath. I should have given you two comments, like deep breath. <laughs> that's how I know. That's, that's Mark speak for Mark type for. I, I got. 
So, so now the listeners I'm know. pioneering new grammar. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Before you're about to go on a know. long ramble, two commas. Exactly. Get ready. <laughs> so, all right, all right, listeners. So then, then pursuant to Mark speak, here we go. Originally planned to open in the summer of 2019, Vital Vegas is reporting that Kind Heaven... The Jane's Addiction frontman Perry Farrell attraction planned for the Link Promenade has been delayed until 2020. The reason for the delay is not disclosed. You know, it makes me think that I'm kind of like uh, uh, Stephen Sondheim, like, dude, what am I supposed to breathe like? You're not. You got to get that all out. Go. <laughs> From the diaphragm, Tony. <laughs> all right. This is your this is your warm up for karaoke. Listen, listen. I write the shit. You perform it. It's not my fault if you can't if you can perform what I wrote. Oh my god! Like every like theater writer ever. <laughs> I put the magic on paper. You bring it to life. Asshole. I will not be limited by your lack of ability. <laughs> All you have to do is memorize the words. I had to create them. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> okay, so do we actually have anything to say about any of this, though? No. Okay. Clark County approved plans to build an $850 million non-gaming hotel called the Majestic Las Vegas on Convention Center Drive in between Las Vegas Boulevard and Paradise Road. The project is expected to break ground in 2020 and open in 2023. I'll be honest with you. Like, the only reason, like, I deleted this, like, twice, this story. And the only reason I kept it in... Was the name? It, no, I saw oh. something else pop up that showed it to me. And it's like, I almost felt like, I've seen this too many times. I want to make sure that I, I mention it. But this seems like, who the fuck cares? Oh, it's right there by the convention center. Yeah. And it's supposedly an all-suites hotel um, by the article that I read. So I, I think it'll, I mean, to I'm be not saying that it won't make money, center, but yeah. it's, it's... I was genuinely conflicted. Like, do we even talk about this on this show? And I'm like... You know what? People are going to see construction cranes be like, Dude, what the fuck is that? And well, I'm like, okay, so I at least want to tell you. What and I like it from on. the standpoint of it's it's further showing that there is more construction happening in Vegas. Mm -hmm. Again, on, as far as, you know, the strip and the convention center and all that kind of stuff. So, I'll never wrap my head around a non-gaming hotel. I mean, I mean, Jesus, they don't have any non-gaming fucking gas stations out I here. Why would so you much. have a non-gaming hotel? This is the hotel? greatest city ever. They don't even have non-gaming grocery stores. Right? Because they're like, why should you wait? Why should you have to wait? Like, well, like we discussed, those are actually the waiting rooms for the husbands while the wives right, are doing exactly. the grocery shopping. So. Brilliant. Brilliant. Eight people had to go to the hospital after they were overcome. Overcome? What the fuck was that? It was... <laughs> It's a weird accent. <laughs> on, on just that word. <laughs> I'm, I'm like one of the one of the, the, the Latin stars who will, will just, you know, be, be talking about something and they hit like, a, like oh, I just really want to thank, you know, Dave and George and Rondo and, and Steven. <laughs> You're like, why just the accent on that one word? Like, all right, fair enough. I mean, I want to make fun of you, but it, it's probably right. It's probably accurate. It's back to sad news. <laughs> Eight people had to go to the hospital after they were overcome by fumes as a Spirit Airlines plane was preparing to depart Las Vegas. The plane was immediately taken out of circulation for inspection and maintenance. Those impacted were offered meal vouchers, full refunds, and future travel coupons. So I would think that everybody would be impacted because That's although too, eight right? people had to go to the hospital... 
you know everybody else on that plane was coughing and gagging and whatever else. They just weren't as sick. So this story was was very brief. There, there were many questions that I'm like, oh come on, how do how do you know? There, I I don't know. I apologize. I was in the bathroom nearest those eight people on that flight. So. <laughs> no, 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 I, Tony, because with the silver spoon, you would never be caught on Spirit, Spirit. Airlines, which That's is right, a yeah. low-cost uh, airline. Listen, sometimes I like to know how the other half live. It's, it's fun. It's fun. Not, it's, not on a four-hour flight, like, you don't. It's like a roller coaster, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ride them often, but when I do, it's fun to, to mingle with the common folk. <laughs> That's right. And it's also rickety and kind of makes me want to get sick. And, you know, I'm overcome by fear. All right. That would crash and burn. Uh, it was revealed that the tent that has been under construction behind the stratosphere for several months will be home to a Cirque-esque show called Celestia. The show is currently in previews with a planned June 5th grand opening. Remember, we, you know the one I'm talking about because we the, talked about the it. I'm black like, and what the white fuck is one? that? Yeah. yeah, they've apparently been building it. I mean, that's been up for, like, ever. A long time, right? We just kept talking, like, all the time. We would pass it. We're like, what the fuck is that thing? Like, yeah. I haven't seen anybody advertise anything for no. it. It's so. just been there. Yeah. Eater Vegas is reporting that Chicks and Butts Barbecue is taking over the space formerly home to Rockin' Rick Pudding and New York Pizza in the Hawaiian Marketplace. Oh, I think I misspelled it. I think it's Pudding. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Sorry. That's how I remember it. Pudding. Sorry. Puddin. 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 <laughs> <laughs> this would be the first bricks and mortar location for the competition barbecue brand. And according to Vital Vegas, it will follow the restaurant format pioneered by Hooters, Twin Peaks, and the Tilted Kilt. Its location gives me pause. What's funny but is... But the fact that it's competition barbecue makes me interested. Yeah, and I think I've actually heard of this team before. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised that they're going with the restaurant theme because I feel like there's a woman that's on this competition barbecue maybe team. It's, it's, they get it. They're business people. It's Vegas. It, it could be. But, yeah, if it's competition barbecue, I feel like we have to at least try it. I know. That's that's the weird... Like, I wanted to shoot it down, like, going, yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I have no idea what competition barbecue means. Oh, my God. We didn't either until we moved to Memphis. So there's barbecue. There's great barbecue like you can get down in Memphis. And then, and then there's, there's competition. competition barbecue, which is. So basically, when they, they do the um, the Memphis and May barbecue, or the, the Memphis and May festival, of which, like, the, the last big event is the World Championship barbecue cook-off. And they've got teams from all over the world that come in and cook, and they get their, their barbecue judged and win prizes and all that other kind of stuff. What you don't know, what we didn't know initially when you go to these, because you think it's a barbecue festival, right? I can go there and I can eat the barbecue. Because the barbecue teams are not licensed by the health department, they're not restaurants, they can't sell their barbecue to the public. So what ends up happening is the teams will get sponsors, and the sponsors then get a designated tent where whatever barbecue and sides and everything else that the teams don't present to the judges, they present to the sponsors. And so you actually get to eat the barbecue that these competition teams have made. And it is, I mean, Mark's not kidding. There's, there's barbecue, yeah. there's really good barbecue, and then there's competition because it's, there's just no comparison. It's it really is, we, we were fortunate that we fell into wristbands to one of these teams 
and it was actually the team that I think two years before had taken second place in the overall competition. So it, it, it was an experienced team. Oh my! I literally had two full heaping plates <laughs> of food. I just kept going back because you know you had to get the pulled, you had to get the chicken, you had to get the ribs. You had like you just couldn't not eat this stuff. It was oh, it was so good. Vital Vegas reports this week that an LED. Why? Why did I set myself up with all the disasters? An LED video <laughs> wall fell to the floor of Mandalay Bay Convention Center. No one was injured. However, the damage is extensive. It was a huge fucking chunk. It was like an eighth of um, a section. At least that's what it looked like. Like nobody said how much it was. We we're like, God damn, it looked like a lot. Another item we missed in April is the new show in residency at Mirage. Oh, this I'm pretty excited. Oh, well, okay. I was excited, and then I was not excited. Postmodern Jukebox Hideaway. Yeah, excited. Can't wait. Joins Matt Goss. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> as a resident performer at One Oak. That's a nightclub at Mirage. It's going to be Tuesday through Saturday at 7.30 p.m. Tickets for the cabaret-style show are set in a Roaring 20 speakeasy, and they start at $60. And quite frankly, I am a huge fan of postmodern jukebox and if people don't know who they are you can find them on uh youtube and and facebook they take songs of today and they put a 1920s sort of swing to the music it's oh wow that's cool oh it is so amazing these people that are a part of uh, postmodern jukebox are unbelievably talented individuals i would i think 60 starting at 60 dollars is a low price I, i i would be interested to see what they top out at because i'm sure it's going to be a great time uh, and and i i'm not gonna lie there's a small part of me that wants to try to sneak away during vegas vacation but i won't i won't you have but. super inspired i'm like uh, i was like all right uh, now now i'm interested now and my curiosity's peaked i was just like all right whatever it's another show yeah some of, and, and truly i mean across the board they do adele they do um oh gosh uh who's the guy that you see all the time that tells you to put your phones down Bruno Mars. Uh, oh, right. <laughs> Bruno Mars, yeah. They do Bruno Mars. I mean, they they take all... But they and what's kind of cool is they go back to... They go back to about the 80s, and they'll go from the 80s forward. Some of it is 20s swing. Sometimes, oh, there's a really great version of um, the I'm a Barbie Girl song. <laughs> <laughs> they do it like it's been sung by the Beach Boys. It's oh, just my. It, it's so cool. It's it's really impressive. I, I'm super jealous of their, of their talent, so... I guess that's going to do it then for news and prop bets. Let's move on to coming attractions. is a portion of the show where we share with you accent artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. I gotta concede, kids, I'd probably I'd probably pay t- a good ticket price to go see Adam Sandler, who's performing at the Chelsea at Cosmopolitan. It's gonna be Saturday, June 15th. Show start at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $51. And I'll tell you, I, I have seen the song that he does as a tribute to Chris Farley prior to him having been on SNL. But I'm really excited that he did that song on SNL as a tribute to Farley. I don't if if you guys haven't seen it yet, it's 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 touching. It's really moving, and it, wow. it really puts into perspective having lost such a great talent at such a young life. Yeah. 
I haven't seen it. I heard about it, and I heard that it was very difficult for Adam to get through wow. on SNL. Huh. But yeah, we'll have to actually go check yeah. that. It's one out. on YouTube. It's super. It's super high quality. I mean, like touching. It's it's a good song. Awesome. Interpol is performing at the Chelsea at Cosmopolitan Friday, October fourth. Show starts at eight p.m. Tickets start at thirty nine dollars. Stephen Wright is performing at Treasure Island Friday, July fifth. Show starts at nine p.m. Tickets start at forty four dollars. Have you guys ever seen any of Stephen Wright's stand-up comedy? I've seen it on TV, yeah. He's, he's got a real dry humor. Not that I can recall. He's, he, as Mark Apley points out, he does have a very dry humor, and he delivers it in the worst monotone That's sort right. of voice, right. which is hard because his humor's so funny. Yeah. I remember having a Comic Relief 1991 CD. Oh, jeez. And for the kids that are way too young to appreciate comic relief, it used to be f- done on HBO once a year. And I think the proceeds went to uh, homelessness. Yeah. But I remember him standing up and in his CD, he did a joke about, you know, I went to get a tattoo of myself over my entire body, just taller. <laughs> <laughs> but the way he'll do stuff is be like, I went to the tattoo place. I just wanted to get it replaced over my entire body. And you're like, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> Only taller. Only <laughs> no, taller. it's super. He's, he's really, really funny. Uh, throwback Sizzling Jam featuring Keith Sweat, Bobby Brown, Blackstreet, 112, Silk, and more are performing at the Orleans Saturday, July 27th. Show start at $73. Excuse me. Show start at 7.30 p.m. <laughs> There was no dollar sign. How, this is when you know the, the whiskey or bourbon or whatever's kicking in. When he looks at the time, it says 7 colon 30 with a PM afterward. He goes, $73. You know what I like? Is Tony sounds like when he's reading this, he sounds like the guy that plays the dad in all the eh sketches. <laughs> Like so confused on what any of this is and right. means. Throwing sizzling, uh, throwback sizzling jam featuring <laughs> Kate Sweat. <laughs> uh. So to be clear, the show starts at 7:30 p.m. and those ticket prices they start at $49. Godsmack is performing at the Joint at Hard Rock on Friday, July 5th. Show starts at 10 p.m. Tickets start at $41. Cedric the Entertainer is performing at the Joint at Hard Rock Saturday, July 27th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $46. I hope this doesn't come across incredibly insensitive, but if they ever were to want to do another Oceans movie with, you know, uh, Matt Damon and, and Brad Pitt and who's the other one that... George Clooney. George Clooney, yeah, yeah. I know that... Um, Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac has passed away. Yeah. I think Cedric the Entertainer would be an awesome, and I mean awesome stand-in for Bernie Mac. Like, I think Bernie Mac would be really proud to have Cedric the Entertainer stand in for his character because I think he would be outstanding yeah. in, a, in an ocean movie. I Love the 90s, featuring Vanilla Ice, Montel Jordan, All for One, Tone Loke, and Coolio are performing at the Fremont Street Experience Sunday, September 1st, a.k.a. Day 1 of 360 Vegas Vacation 9, Shows start at 8 p.m. Admission is free. I'm not going to say that it has anything to do with that because it doesn't at all. I don't, I, 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 this is pure coincidence. <laughs> I just love how you gave Tony all of the uh, like the group concert totally, lists. With totally, totally unintentional. That... But I was thinking that. I'm like, wow, I could 
I don't think I could have planned this better. <laughs> don't forget, you can find links to purchase tickets on all of these. Um, don't forget that you... <laughs> on all of these. Don't forget, you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists we report on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. Let's check the river. No, you said I get tickets to all of these. read the words on the paper. (laughs) First up, Karen, we got an email from uh, Scott Jarvis. What did Scott have to say? So Scott said, I would like to thank you and Tony for telling me about Lay the Favorite. We'll definitely will watch this one. It is one of the Vegas movies I haven't seen. Another fun older flick is called The Las Vegas Story. It has Victor Mature, Jane Russell, Vincent Price, and Brad Dexter. You could tell this was a Robert Mitchum vehicle due to his great chemistry with Jane Russell. The whole movie is in 1950s Vegas. What makes it kind of fun is the helicopter chase at near end of the movie that was one of the first in the movies. I'm guessing the first helicopter chase. Yeah. After they chase the villain, who has taken a hostage in a stolen car by helicopter to an old abandoned military base. Too bad Mitchum was busy and couldn't do the film. Not that Mature was that bad, but if you had ever seen Mako or His Kind of Woman, a Howard Hughes film, this could have been a Vegas classic. It's still a fun watch, though. Thanks again, Scott. I, to be clear, I, I, and I think I've said it, but I feel like I need to say it again. Lay the Favorite is not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> it is um, very Vegasy. It's fun to watch because of all the great Vegas you get to see in it. And the common Vegas is the fun part. Like, holy fucking shit, it's Golden Nugget right there. Right. That's the really, really fun part about it. I mean, the, the storyline is, you know, it's... Yeah. Have you have you seen this one that he's talking about, the Las Vegas story? I, I yes, that was my second point. I own it. Yeah. Okay. And and it is a Howard Hughes film. That's the other reason I've got it. Uh, I know exactly what he's talking about. I know it had one of the first helicopter chases in it. Yeah, I I, I do. Good good stuff. Cool. Tony, have you seen it? I have not. No, this was. I had not heard of either of them. Neither the um. What was the first one? Uh, Lay the favorite. Uh, no, 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 no. The first no, that, one he talked about it was like a oh, seven. La, the Las Vegas story. Okay. Yeah. I, I've neither seen the Las Vegas story nor the um, his Mako kind of woman or his kind of woman. Okay. So, but I'll look for it if it's on either Hulu or uh, Netflix, then I, I will definitely watch it. If nothing more than just the background. Yeah. All right. We also got an email from Mike Sprayberry. Full disclosure: This is just snippets from that email. Items in said email I felt were private in nature have been redacted. You're like Did the you government. Guys swing. He says, Hey, Mark and Karen, just wanted to let you both know again. Okay, that's not at all that's, what he said. Those no. are literally not words. <laughs> just wanted to thank you both again for your hospitality last week. Also, thanks for the mention on the podcast. It was great to see that you Sorry, are... Sorry, hold on. As- I got to get sidetracked. I like the idea that there's a chance that Tony could have read listener feedback and we weren't paying attention, and the listener who wrote it goes, I didn't write that. <laughs> oh That's God. not what I said. That would be so funny. That would be hilarious. I would love for somebody to point that out and be like, going, holy fuck, that's not what they said. <laughs> Oops, Sorry. <laughs> 
That's the danger of putting the feedback at the end of the show. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think that's uh, actually part of their incentive. Like, let him read this fucking thing. <laughs> see what he comes up with. And, a, uh, you know, a little man behind the curtain for the listeners at home. Mark insists that it be Karen and or myself that reads the, the listener feedback. Yeah. So, you know. I was great when we started recording, oh, yeah, an hour and 16 minutes ago. <laughs> now that the bourbon's kicked in, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to l- let me let me tell you what he's really trying to say. <laughs> and, and that was an unintended benefit of of the, no, you guys read this. Uh-huh. That was an unintended benefit. I'm like, oh. Because look, we're the only two that are drinking right what now. what I You're stumbled like, into. <laughs> so what I think Mike wrote here is I think he's saying, uh, that it was great to see that you are as cool in person as you are on the show, and it was a trip listening to you guys after actually hanging out with you. Great to put faces and experiences with the voices, and I hope to catch up with you guys again soon. Same goes for Scott. He was kind enough to introduce me to Derek Stevens, parenthetical, who got us each a drink and talked a little Circa and Georgia football with me. We played some slots at Four Queens, and me, of course, I got to talk a lot of Vegas with Scott. It all definitely solidified my determination to make a 360 Vegas vacation in the future. Cool. Uh, thanks, Mike, for being super noncommittal. <laughs> <laughs> he Finally, has, he, he says, has a good reason. For... <laughs> <laughs> no, it de- I mean, to be clear, it definitely solidified his determination yeah. to make a 360 Vegas vacation in the future <laughs> might be 30 years from now but he's gonna make it darn it he'll Can be you there imagine is still doing this in 30 years I don't uh, imagine I'll be, I'll be alive in I'll 30 be years 70 something <laughs> oh lord and you know what a uh, watching your Madonna grandmother masturbate joke will still be just as funny <laughs> he finishes up saying thanks for providing a number of highlights to yet another fantastic Vegas trip you're so. welcome. Oh, he's so kind. Yeah. He was a great, he was a blast Good, to hang yeah, out with. Exactly. So, yep. Yeah, looking forward to the next time he comes this is, out. This is you people. If you sucked, we'd be like, I, I gotta go. I have no filter. Let's recall. This I'm on true. medication for this shit. So, yeah, like, nah. I'm kind of like a fucking uh, autistic kid. I'm like, nope, nope, we're done. <laughs> I need I'm out. Freak, I need I'm out. freaking out. I, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> and, and he so does. So, thank you, Mike, for not making me spastic. <laughs> And in, in defense of Mike, he does have a, a job that makes, um, you know, going out of town on those holiday you know, weekends Karen, very difficult. No, Karen, there's always excuses not to do something. Right. That's right. <laughs> Mike, I'm the only one. I'm the only one sticking up for you here, dude. I'm trying. No one on their deathbed ever says, "I wish I wouldn't have gone to so many Vegas vacations." <laughs> I would be a little concerned if somebody that has been to so many is on their deathbed now. That's that's concerning. Yeah, that 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 shouldn't happen for at least another year or so. <laughs> year. <laughs> well, listen, I think that's going to do it for episode number 300. Thank you. 300. By the way, congratulations, you two. Well, well congratulations to Mark. Well, and on, on the flip side, let's not focus too much on that. That's only episode 300 because of the numbering convention I came up with. I've actually already put out like 398 episodes worth of content. Yeah. 
but still. Wow, way but, to shit all over my trying to be nice. Yeah. This is, well, let's this not is make a big I, deal out of it. I did oh. something a lot of times. That's really not right. a fucking achievement. <laughs> What's an achievement is the fact people are still listening. Right. <laughs> right. Congratulations <laughs> to you folks. 300. <laughs> wow. I had to tap out after like 10. <laughs> oh, I think we could probably go back and find a fair number of views that say that. <laughs> yeah, we could. Well, and in all seriousness, I, I had a conversation with Tim from The Better Life, you know, a few months back, and I forget what number we were on, 300 or 290-something there, and, and he even said, he, he gave us congratulations because he's like, you know, I've done, a, he's done a couple different podcasts, and he's listened to some, and he said most of them don't even make it to, you know, a lot of them don't even make it to 200, let alone. Yeah. So, um, it's, I think it's indicative, quite honestly, if I get serious for a minute, of all of your hard work and what you put into it, and it's something that you're so passionate about, and you just let us tag along for the ride, so thank you. Yeah, I mean, I wish I could. No, I don't wish that I could take that with grace because <laughs> it's it's. I I also just ride this whatever stupid rave this is. This is if there if there's three things that have defined my life. It's you, Vegas, and I don't know what the third one is. <laughs> well, clearly everything it came into focus once I ran into one. A bourbon drinker of, of sorts Ollie, with a melo- Thank you. It's like pulling teeth with you sometimes. <laughs> I, I, listen, I've admitted I'm a bit slow on the, on the come up sometimes. No, not normally. Like it. Normally it comes up pretty fast. That's not what I mean. With the ladies, I mean. I get, well, that doesn't work either. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm dense. Sometimes women throw themselves at me. I don't get it. <laughs> you know, he was he was trying to get some some love thrown back to him. That was the problem. It took you a minute to I do that. It. I'm lost. <laughs> Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. Get premium and sometimes exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360vegas. And get 360 Vegas shirts, mugs, and literally anything that we can slap a logo on. You can get that over at zazzle.com slash 360vegas. If you'd like to send us some feedback, written or audio, much like both Scott and Mike did, you can go over to the 360vegas podcast at gmail.com email and send us a note. Uh, We've got, I think, audio descriptions as well on the site don't we yeah i just felt like our outro was getting long perhaps i'm i'm wrong i don't know that's what it felt like to me so i went with it i went with a gamble i went i went i went gambler on you i'm like i'm gonna gonna throw the fucking dice we're gonna see what happens it'll be the most next to my next to my laugh it'll be it'll be the most feedback we get for something like listen listen First of all, you fucking laugh. Then the war machine bullshit. And then fucking cutting out that. How do you explain how I do the audio on my phone? Fuck you, dude. I'm oh not listening God. anymore. I've forgotten about the war machine. Yeah, that was a big one. Yeah, that was good. 300 episodes in and war machine in your laugh, man. <laughs> Tony, where can folks find you? I am at 360 Vegas Tony. Karen. I'm at Karen Mark. He just told you where you can find me, so till next time. Yeah.